In this episode of The Full Nerd, yet another Intel chipset, NVIDIA was right to be afraid of KB Lake G and Corsair builds the world's largest case. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 52. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkis. Joining Hello, us today. Bet. Oh, sorry, I talked right over him. I'm so excited <laughs> uh, for the topics rude. we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> also rude. with us today is Lainey Yee, as hey. always. Hey, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray is the one who has all the power, so we have to be nice to him, folks. That's me. Uh, and Gordon, I've, I've had this on my mind all morning, uh, you know, thinking about the new Deadpool movie coming out. Oh. If, if you... If you could be one superhero, which which one would you be like? Which one do you identify with? I feel like you're a Batman kind of guy because of the vigilante justice. Yeah, but, you know, I I would think so. But <laughs> the problem is, then you're in the loser DC universe. So, oh, you're I, one of those haters. No, no, I I've actually started a um, uh, online petition to move. <laughs> Batman and Wonder Woman into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that whole DC thing is going nowhere, right? It's going. In fact, there's like they're working on an Aquaman movie. Like I saw Justice League on a plane, thank God, so I didn't really pay for it. But if I had paid for that, I would have been pissed. And like, are you really going to make an Aquaman movie after this? Like Justice League is like, hey, that, that guy, that's that guy it. was hot though, right? You know what I don't understand about the I, what I don't understand about the DC Universe is like, look, you know what? I, we don't know. We're still in the playoffs. But you know what? <laughs> you didn't make the playoffs. You didn't make the playoffs. We're firing you. We don't care. You're gone. Everyone gone. Aquaman gone. Batman out of here. Wonder Woman, we're going to sell you to Marvel. I mean, everybody. <laughs> Superman gone. Right? You fire everybody. And you say, like, it's a rebuilding year for DC. Like, they got to, like, we need some new superheroes. Right? I mean, it's like, you don't care what kind of a superstar they are. You're like, you know what? I, that that mega contract, not worth it. I don't know. I don't think well. it's a superhero's fault. I think it's kind of what they've been doing with them. No, the no. I, I, I'm just saying, if, it were, if it's like the NBA, right? It's like, you know what? Hey, Superman, we got to talk to you. That's a good point. Uh, here's your stuff. Get out of here. I mean, how we're many trading you to somewhere else? We don't know how many movies Maybe defenders like, you know, they're on Netflix. You can go over there. You know, I mean, how, how many super how many Superman movies do they have to make before they're like, you know what? This is we can't do it. We just can't there's do a, it. There's a point where it's like, yeah. oh, you shoot enough Kobe. Yeah, you made a lot of points, but it's, you know, hey, you know, Hall of Fame, <laughs> go, go, whatever. It's time to retire. Superman. Out of here, yeah. right? Hang up the cape. Well, I've got tattoos from Superman and Sandman, so oh. I respectfully disagree. Oh. <laughs> so, so wait, now now we know that's going that's going to go with. too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> look, I'm just saying. Look, look. There's like you you failed, right? You you, you the whole season was a bust. You, you're gone. Right, yeah. coach is fired. Just, trade you, off the you, players, break the whole team up. We're starting all over. I just got to know, point. Gordon. Is the reason why you're so fired up about? the DC Marvel universes because you find the new chipset such a snooze because your enthusiasm level before the podcast was decidedly mute. No, because, uh, okay, well, hey, if you haven't been paying attention, it's 945 uh, new Intel chipset. Okay, that's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's, it, it's just... What, I, I don't even know what it is. It, it, Brad, read all, he's read all the... Apparently confirmed. Right, Z. So yeah, they published it this weekend, just like Sunday. They're just like, here, here's here's details about Z three ninety. 
And that's so, not the same as uh, wait, just so I don't mix no. it up. What's AMD? Z490? Z490? X490. X490. It's confusing yeah. because they don't AMD have anything yet. It's supposedly coming out with the Z chipset later. Okay, but the Z390 is a new chipset that replaces the Z370 then at the top end? Uh, I'm not sure if it replaces it, but it supersedes it. So when Coffee Lake first came out last October, I think it was, the only motherboards you could get with it were Z370, you know, because it's rumored that it was rushed out to counter Ryzen. So for six months or whatever, you can only get Z370, the high-end enthusiast motherboard. It didn't make sense to buy Core i3, etc., etc. In April, uh, Intel released all the rest of the motherboard chipsets, and they actually had a couple of features that Z370 didn't. Uh, so it has integrated uh, USB 3.1 one Gen 2. Yeah, I don't know, the new one, the fast one, and some integrated wireless stuff, which isn't available in Z370, which is, you know, awfully weird uh, to have it in the cheaper ones, but not the most expensive one. So Z390 is going to combine the two, basically. It basically has all the capabilities of Z370, but with those fancy new extras built in. Huh. So, okay. I, I get it. So it's just a replace. I, I guess I'm a little confused because um, it does seem like, you know. It's pretty mild. Like, I feel like they're just basically bringing it in line with the same capabilities of the new chipsets they released. It's nothing yeah. mind-blowing, nothing, you know, earth-shattering. Yeah. I mean, but do they even have to come out with it, I guess? I, well, I... I- I think it'd be kind of annoying, right? If you were to buy, you know, a Z370 board and you don't get, you know, faster USB 3.1 and some, you know, bottom bin, was it B6? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't keep track anymore. It's the bottom end chips that have yeah. features, the yeah. top end. Yeah. Well, I will say as a long observer of, of PC chipsets, that's pretty normal for you to get shafted on the top end. <laughs> I'm. I, that's why I, now the, the reason why I'm so skeptical is because Intel many times in the past, I've got to mute here, uh, they've offered like, hey, bleeding edge stuff, here's your bleeding edge you know, chipset for the bleeding edge CPU, you know, bottom end, mid range stuff comes out and it's actually better. It's got better features in the high end and in the top end, you're just like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to roll a chipset <laughs> for you. We're, you think it's worth the money just to give you USB 3.1, 10 gig? And, and they did it though. I, well, I see the thing is that's why I'm I'm concerned is I'm not sure they're doing this just to to be kind to everybody. I, I what I'm really afraid of is they're going to come out with Z three ninety. That's that's it, and they're going to yeah. say, yeah, it works with our new eight core Coffee Lake uh, S part. Like, well, yeah. yeah, I can use this on Z three seventy, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> not really. Yeah, I'm just kind of <laughs> like worried that like no Z, you know, the new eight core parts only going to be. Only going to work in in, I mean, in Z three ninety. Is that that scary though? I mean, I haven't had a chance to look at prices, but if they're if the Z three ninety boards are about the same price as the Z three seventy boards, it's not really going to be that big of a deal. No, I it's not bad for people who have Z three ninety boards, but if you have a <laughs> Z three seventy board, oh, you and you're like, oh, I'm ready for. Oh no, really? I have, I have. <laughs> <laughs> only one thing works on my motherboard only one cpu or i mean there were a few right so you had a you know there's a handful of coffee lake parts if that I mean, would be mega lame after the whole reason that they said you have to upgrade to the 300 series of a coffee lake anyway but that, because of power that has happened before though right that i mean that would be painful. this is not people don't know and I, i've seen this many many times mm. uh intel is a very conservative company with 
making sure everything works. And I know people don't really get this. A lot of people, a lot of people are haters on Intel, but uh, Intel's like, yeah, we're not gonna. If there's a chance something ain't gonna work, we're not gonna say it's gonna work because we don't want you to lose data, right? So they're mm-hmm. gonna be all right. This is like there's that two percent chance or five percent chance we're gonna be outside the margin. This we need to roll a new chipset. Then it is entirely possible. Uh, the, I, course, go ahead, Brad. I wouldn't be surprised if the reason they're pulling this out is because they are having to add Whiskey Lake in because 10 nanometers getting delayed. So they're like, eh, if it's going to be on this generation forever anyway, we might as well bring everything in line. That is the other possibility. That is the, that is the let's hope it's for the good reason that is like, <laughs> we're looking forward to 10, 10 nanometer, right? 10 nanometer, what, can, whatever the heck. Is Cannon Lake even going to be 10 anymore? It's 14 now, right? Cannon Lake is 14 now? Uh, No, Cannon Lake is still 10, So, but they're doing Whiskey Lake later this year, they said, or next year. I'm not sure. Somewhere in between. Right. So if we're lucky, then it could be the, the good side of Intel you know, chipset decisions. We're going to roll out a new chipset, and we're going to look forward to the new things that are coming down the road. But as we saw with Z370, uh, it, it, it is an OSO, right? I mean, a lot of people thought, really, Coffee Lake runs perfectly fine in the KB Lake chipset, right? The 2 Series, it really should have worked fine. Well, in fact, motherboard vendors are like, we don't even know why they're doing this, because we have it running, and I, I will say, I was told this, we have it running on, on Z270, right? We have no idea why they're coming out with this. And then, yeah. you know, it turned out like, yeah, there are some power differences. And, uh, you know, then another board, board vendor told me like, yeah, you know, there really are. It really is. There's a chance it could break stuff. So mm-hmm. they don't want to do it. Right. But Z370, it's entirely possible was made just for one CPU. And everybody that's on that island of Coffee Lake six core and whatever, they're going to be sort of stranded, it feels like for that motherboard. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see, right? We'll see. But yeah, another neat chipset. Uh, is that they? Why they would they even do this? When it's coming out, they haven't even announced when it's coming out. They just kind of published some documentation on Sunday, like over the Ugh. weekend. So hopefully, we hear more about it at Computex. Would be my guess in a few weeks. Was that a slip though? Why in the world would they even put that on the out in the world for people to see if there's no out? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a slip and then everybody wrote it up and they're like, "Well, it's out there." So yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. I mean, I, I swear to God, we've all we've been here before many, 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 many times in the past where Intel has literally come out with a chipset for one CPU. <laughs> right? Nine twenty five XC, if anybody can go all the way back then, ten sixty six Pentium four front side bus. <laughs> it was a chipset made for one CPU. And they had to do it because it didn't work with the nine twenty five X. It had to come out with the nine twenty five XC to get that ten sixty six. Yeah. We're getting old time here, but get a Acor eight oh eight six anniversary edition with a specialty Z three ninety motherboard to go with it. God, you know it would be awesome if they went full retro. If they really do that, if they really do that i seven i eighty eighty eight. It's got to be full retro, like the logo from the nineteen seventies and everything, and like nineteen well, eighties, I guess. But you know, if it really is for some kind of nostalgia part or nostalgia named part, they might actually get away with it. Nostalgia is such a strong emotion. It is. People just like, I. it makes you go like, you just want to like buy one and put it on a shelf, just like in a, in a Lucite case or something, like next to your whatever signed basketball, and you know, and you go like. <laughs> like the way the uh, Threadripper uh, CPUs are packaged when they sent them to yes. reviewers. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I think about it like, I, I, we're going to do this now. Adam is exploring giveaways. 
I swear to God, I'm going to bring something to Computex and see if I can get a high-level AMD executive to sign it. We can just give it away to a Hell reader. yeah. This is like... Or just I'll keep it for myself, but no, no, I'll give it away. <laughs> that would be awesome. You're like, man. hey, Lisa Sue, uh, we're we're doing gi- a giveaway for all of our uh, our like, fans, give and away then to uh, myself. yeah, whoops, actually, I'm just gonna keep it. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. It's yeah. not how it works, Gordon. No, no, you're everybody knows in sports memorabilia, you you keep some for yourself. I would have <laughs> taken Tom Brady's jersey. I don't even like the Patriots. I would have taken Tom Brady's jersey. Isn't that what got uh, O.J. Simpson into trouble? He didn't keep enough for himself or something like that? Was it? I don't (laughs) know. Wound up trying to jack a dude and went to jail for it? Yeah, that's no politics. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, yes, I think that's what happened. He just wanted his sports memorabilia back. So that's that's it. All right, you know what I want to say? I'm going to bet, I I swear to God, I know this is happening because I just know this is the way fate works. What? Z390 will be, 8-core will only work on uh, Z390 and the newer recently announced Coffee Lake chipsets. Z370 will be screwed. If they do that, man, they got to get rid of Z370. Well, that's yeah. what I think. Yeah, I mean it'll go away, I'm sure, but I just I just got that feeling. I I got that you know, feeling in the force, tremor in the force. You guys are all going to be all I, wish, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it sounds plausible. I hope not. Exactly, <laughs> exactly where Brad is, or my face right now, is just expressing that emotion of, uh, that sounds awful, but it does sound possible. You know, a lot of people in YouTube chat are talking about the price uh, of the 8-core. You know, and, and you... Th- oh, the one that I was right about? Yes, oh. yes. So, you know... Which 8-core? The Intel one? Yeah, the Intel, Intel one. Yeah. The Intel one hasn't even been formally I know, confirmed. but I'm right. Yeah. I already How know I'm right. right. You know you're right. <laughs> what did I say again? Three fifty nine street price four hundred due to limited availability. Yeah. Uh, and I think Elena, you aired towards like four seventy or something. Between four fifty and five hundred. That's about where both Brad and I were. Yeah, yeah five. Yeah, I, I just can't. I just can't see a five hundred. I mean, unless it's it's all out like collectible case. Like you open it up and it it's got the little music dinger make thing dun, 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 dun. and then it's got the little full <laughs> thing and maybe it'll have like signatures of you know it wouldn't be actual signatures it would be they've signed it and then they they printed it but like signatures of all the people who created the original eighty eight or something and just kind of like a historical thing but I could see that I can't see a eight core I think four fifty is just really tough these days. It's funny because when resin came out at five hundred bucks last year you're like we did it. 500 bucks. Yeah, but cores. I mean, that's the problem, though. The <laughs> AMD has democratized core count. And I mean, like, eight cores is like, uh, I got that for like $250, right? It's just like, it's crazy. It's just like not even a big deal anymore. And they're good cores, too. So I, I don't know. I just, 450 just is like, uh, what's crazy like is that it's only been now. about a year. That's what a difference a year makes. <laughs> I was looking up Skylake 78. Is it 7820 Skylake X eight core and it's, it was 450 460? It was close to four. I think it's still close to five, right? 450 ish. And I bet that thing is like, you know, I don't know how well it's selling. So I just can't see it. I just I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't believe it's we'll gonna see. it'll really go at that unless we'll they want to price They're it. They're gonna nostalgia it up, man. If yield is low, but that's a good way. They keep the if yeah. yield is low, they they sell it at a higher price, keeps demand down. But it's still like, hey, it's it's collectible. So I think it's cool. Chat's all over the place. Uh, we we don't got in terms of price. Yeah, everything from five to 
350. Man, yeah. I just can't see 350 because that's replacing the top I-7 part. Yeah, which is what's happened. They push, they right. push six core down and everything goes down in, in, in the stack. And I just have never seen them do that so aggressively before, though. Well, I, they couldn't do it before because they didn't have the parts, but now they have the parts. They have probably the yields on 14 nanometer and... You know, they're you'd gonna, hope they'd have it on 14 nanometer by this point. Yeah, you would hope it'll so be a 14 nanometer part, so they're going to have it. And why not compete on price too, right? They they've given up a lot of market share to AMD for desktops DIYers. Why not take some of that back? You have an eight core Coffee Lake part that's super aggressive with clock speeds. I mean, it'd be great for everyone who's building, but I just mm, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see again. I mean. I just want to, and when I'm right, everybody's going to be like, wow, how does Gordon know all this? Inside info. There's no more comments or questions about the new Intel chipset that no one knows why they even bothered to, to uh, push out there. Talking about price, and, and uh, I, I'm, they're talking more about the 8 core part, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody's, everybody's excited for that. I, I am actually, I, I do want to see how it performs. So who knows, right? We'll see. Although I got something exciting to talk about, though. Mm. The exciting part. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, is is laptops. Yay! Right? This, is, this is the world where <laughs> Intel Intel can, like, oh, we can go to the world where we don't compete with AMD right now for the most part, right? So it's pretty awesome because in front of me I have a KB Lake G laptop and a Coffee Lake H. So people don't know the code names, Coffee Lake H, six-core Coffee Lake part, right? KB Lake whatever cores, but... Six core laptop, <clears throat> and the KB Lake G is the quad core with the combo Radeon RX Vega M G L. It's actually really interesting, too. So, I've been testing both of these laptops for the last couple of weeks. The review of the MSI is already run. The HP Spectre X360 with the KB Lake G ran this morning, but I've, I've been doing other, you know you know, deeper tests on the CPUs. And I got to say, it really is just impressive as hell. Um, why don't we, I do want to, since the KB Lake G is a newer thing right now, why don't you pop up the first slide there, Adam, which is... Uh, oh, we're going to slides. We're going yeah. to slides. Which, which, which one did you want to slide first? I'm sorry, I forgot already. 3D Mark one. Uh, I think Brad has it. You got this too, you, right? You mean... Uh, 3D yeah, Mark sky, Skydiver, skydiver. Oh, that's, yeah. 3D yeah Mark excuse me. Yeah, I, so overlay's broken, so you can see a little whatever. You can see it if, if not, you're watching. Know, you're watching the. You're watching this. You yeah, can see the I red. Mean, the yeah. red are. I, I, <laughs> what did you, did yeah. you just reach up? Don't break the fourth wall. Uh, no, I, the, mm, yeah, this looks really amateur hour right now. But whatever, <laughs> something broke. I can't, yeah, I didn't have time. To see, it. Adam was complaining about the. Oh wait, Is it, I I'm, think it's your fault, Gordon, because you didn't give it to him yeah, in yeah. sixteen by nine yes. format. You yeah, gave it to him four by three. We don't have full screen or stretch. This is what you do, Gordon. This is what you've done to Adam. Yeah, you've you've broken my heart and my mind and my brain. Uh, so, all right, but so I'm gonna explain for people who are cannot see the graphic. Uh, YouTube, you know, Facebook, Twitch. You guys can uh, and gals can take a deep look at that. But for all the audio listeners, I've basically taken our database of a ton of gaming laptops, um, and I've taken their 3D Skydiver graphics performance uh, result, and of course. Uh, it's different because you have different thermal, you know, performance of each of the laptops. Um, but the 3D Mark uh, Skydiver graphics um, is a pretty much a pure graphics test. It really doesn't matter that much 
how what how fast the CPU is, so you can take that out of the equation. And also, since we're using the graphics subscore, it makes it even more of a pure graphics test. And I've basically taken everything that I consider actually portable. And so the top end, we go from a ROG Zephyrus, which is a fantastically thin laptop. Uh, that's the older generation with the 1080 Max-Q and the 7700HQ at the top. <clears throat> and all the way down to the bottom, we have a Chewy uh, HiBook <laughs> with an Atom X5Z8300. That's just mean. It's just two ends of the extreme. Thing. Yeah, two extreme. ends of the extreme. And so I, you really, and we get everything. We get, we're get, we got I on this list. I got 1070 Max Q. I got 1060, 1060 Max Q, 1050 Ti. I got everything. And I also have the reason I wanted to put this on here. I have this HP Spectre X36015 with the Core i7-8705G. That's Radeon RX Vega MGL graphics, right? <laughs> Which, you know, uh, Intel has said, uh, expect, you know, like 1050-ish, 1050 to 1050 Ti performance. And on our chart, it falls right between a uh, Dell and Spron 15 7000 with a 10, 1050 Ti at 26,000 and uh, uh, an XPS 15 uh, 9560, the older model, with a 1050 at 18,000. And the KB Lake G part is twenty one thousand. So we're it's right in the middle. It's it's basically right exactly where Intel said it's gonna fall. And I will say, I know you're saying this is just simply a synthetic test. I want to see some gaming tests. Well, I've done a bunch of gaming tests. We're not gonna run the charts now, but I will tell you for the most part it falls generally in between both of those parts. Sometimes it is actually closer to ten fifty Ti, depending on the game, depending on the game load, and sometimes it's actually closer to a ten fifty. So you know, and sometimes it's below ten fifty. You know, it is a different it is Radeon, it is not G Force. Games are different. Everything's different. But this is basically a miniature tiny board with a quad core uh, uh, Coffee Lake part and 1050 uh, performance, 1050 to 1050 Ti performance. And it's it really is impressive, really impressive. And the other two red lines, if you're wondering, our previous generation X36015. Elaine has reviewed one of them. One, uh, the other one had a uh, 940MX, right. 7500, which is down to like 6700 versus 21,000. And then, of course, the original was just Intel integrated graphics. And it's exactly where you're like yawning about it. But, um, <sighs> the, but oh, actually, I did. I forgot to highlight one in red. And there's the other, the really wacky one is this other Spectre X360 that has... Uh, X36015 that has a 940MX and an 8550, right? 85 Core i7 8550U. So that's basically the current, you know, KB Lake R quad yep. with a discrete part. That's kind of like traditional what you're going to get in in a similar kind of class of laptop. So, and it of course destroys that um, by good good bit, right? You're looking at uh, 11,400 for that versus 22,000. So, and is this a thin light laptop? Well, I mean, so that's the one thing about it's this. Sort of. It's sort of. <laughs> you know, because I know it's right below the Dell Inspiron fifteen seven thousand, but that's like a thick laptop. That's like yeah. a gaming laptop. Yeah. That's a gaming laptop. So I'm interested to hear how it compares, kind of size wise, to that. Well, I mean, if you look at this list, I mean, uh, I would say it's thin, but it's actually not necessarily lighter. Yeah, and that is the one that is the one rub about the Spectre, as well as the XPS fifteen, which two and one that I have over my desk. I should have brought that in too, but I would say yeah, they're relatively thin. I mean, I think for what you're getting in this package, because really, this laptop goes head to head with an XPS fifteen 
uh, sort of MacBook Pro-ish. MacBook Pro is different. Apple kind of throws out a lot of performance to get thin, right? They don't really care that much about performance, clearly, because <laughs> they're using ancient parts and that. But, you know, they're thin. But it's when you get to that 15-inch, it's a 15-inch laptop. So it's XPS 15 class. So right. okay. powerhouse performer. Right. But I would say in terms of hard numbers, like uh, this Spectre, I think, is weighing in at about like four pounds, 10, 10 ounces. Yeah, four, 10. And I think that Dell was like roughly in that neighborhood, too. Maybe like five. Uh, I, I can't the, quite remember. XPS, the 9560... Uh, well, so the two-in-one is four pounds, no, no, five no. ounces. He's talking about the one that Hayden reviewed way back in the day, that chunkier gaming laptop with oh. the actual 1080, or sorry, 1080, yeah. 1050. 1050. Yeah, that's a big, thick laptop. That yes, is a five-pounder. But, it's, it's, but the thing is that this is heavier than we would normally expect out of something in this class. Because so it's like dense feeling? It's, yeah, it's dense feeling because yeah. if you compare it to this MSI one that Gordon's going to get Wait, you're jumping ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go but ahead. if you're going to compare it to this one that Gordon's going to talk about in just a moment, this one's actually close to four. I think it's like four, two. It's four, four, four pounds, pounds, two ounces. Like 0.7 ounces on our, oh, yeah. on our mail meter, so postage meter. It's actually quite light. Yeah, so I, I'm oh. going to talk about that, but I do want to say it, it is a it is an XPS 15 kind of class laptop. You know, Dell, okay. uh, I mean, a MacBook Pro 15 kind of class. Definitely on the pudgy side, but um, I do want to remind people this is a convertible. This X, this uh, Spectre X360 is a full convertible, uh, and it also has four hence the name. Yeah, X360, hence the name. So it folds all the way around. It does, you know, 10 pull support. mode. Uh, 10, everything. Uh, 4K panel, which... Yep. Um, Actually, is a little adds a little bit of weight, and also because of its touch, you have you know Corning Corning Gorilla Glass on top, which also adds you know maybe a couple ounces. Yeah. So I mean, if you were to lose, if you did a 1080 version of this clamshell um, KB Lake G, you could probably get it. You could probably get the weight down a lot a lot lower. But I, I, what I one thing I do want to say about KB Lake G though is it enables. You know, basically XPS 15 class performance, you know, previous generation in a convertible. Typically, all these convertible laptops, they put a normal, you know, uh, H part in there, 45 watt, and they put a discrete graphics part in there. Because of all the heat um, and because it's convertible, because they have to run it in tablet mode, they really, you know, you might give up 10 to 15 percent performance just because it's in a different shape. So Mm -hmm. this does not give up any performance. And that oh, that's, that's actually the very interesting thing to, thing to me. That's nice. <laughs> and if you want to uh, flip to the next slide, there, Adam. Which what one? Are we do? So, Which one do we want? It sounds like uh, these KB Lake G parts are a winner between this and Hell's Canyon. Yeah. Wh- which one do you want? Uh, why don't we do Cinebench uh, R15? Uh, we'll just skip. We'll skip that one. We're going to go to the last slide here because I I want to yeah. keep this thing moving. So Cinebench R15.038 NT. And this will help transition to this, this this next laptop here. So this is basically Cinebench. What I do is I, I've been doing this. It's actually kind of fun because um, I take Cinebench and you can set the amount of threads you want to use. And this is the performance at one thread, two threads, three threads, four threads. And you can sort of see uh, on the, oh, wait, actually, that's not the right chart. Sorry. <laughs> but the blue oh, there so is the, KB Lake G. Do you want the other chart? You've yeah, seen that? The multiple. Oh, the other yeah. Cinebench yeah, chart. That's pretty good. Basically, there we go. But basically, if you looked at the previous chart, the, the quad core Coffee Lake part in this, the KB Lake G, whatever you want to call it, performs as a 45 watt part. It is is mm-hmm. basically as fast. It's actually faster than most of the, 
the gaming laptops we've seen with the quad cores with KB Lake. So we're not running any throttling or anything then. It doesn't throttle. And, nice. you know, of course, wow. a lot of that is it doesn't throttle at all. And a lot of that is because of the power sharing. So like a lot of us, when they announced KB Lake G, everybody's like, oh, is this a H part? They're like, no, not really. So everybody said, oh, then it's a U part. That kind of like, sucks, right? That's like a 15 <laughs> watt part with this radio. And this thing is going to just blow chunks, right? But actually, no, because when the GP was not going, it's basically running at, you know, f- in excess of 45 watts. In fact, they I think yeah. the entire thing is rated at 65 watts. Right. So the way, but the funny thing is, is that in the marketing material that they, or the reviewers hand gu- or handbook that they gave us for uh, the Hades Canyon NUC review, right. they do actually refer to the CPU proper as not quite an H part, but it's a 45 watt part. Right. But they emphasize that with the power sharing, I forgot what they call it, dynamic tuning or whatever. Dynamic power sharing. Yeah. That you can actually go in excess of that. So for Hades Canyon, that's a, that's actually a, that's the, uh, the higher model, the, uh, 8809G. So that one is 100 watts total for the entire package. So you can like do a lot more sharing between the two. And yours in this one is the uh, 65 watt. 65 watt in the laptop. Not quite as much headroom for it to borrow from, but. Yeah, I will say it it is, it pretty much will run flat out in excess. It it slaughters the 7700HQ, the Core i7 7700 And that's real impressive to me because that's that's a damn fine. The 77HQ is a damn fine processor for a laptop. I will say, though, it it was damn fine before these newest 8th gen parts. (laughs) I I, I keep keep like, it's funny because I've taken all these 7700HQ laptops like, oh, I must have recorded this wrong because this is like, this is a really underwhelming number, right? (laughs) Why is it so slow? I must have screwed something up. But no, these 8th gen parts are just just cooking, just cooking, especially at like one, two, three threads. These things are all running at three, nine, three, eight, four gigahertz the whole damn time. Right. They just don't. 7700 just does not run with not at all with these current generation parts. It just it's just getting its ass. I find that so interesting. Just given, you know, conversation we had, what, like two weeks ago, maybe three about, you know, the move to 10 nanometer being so slow and Intel kind of pushing back and saying, but look what we're getting still with 14 nanometer. And I think this kind of just bears that out. Yeah. I mean, there are basically they can just tune and tune and retune and make it better and it's just it just i just i'm blown away kb lake g it is faster than most of the gaming laptops we have in you know cpu tests for the most part um i don't there may be one thing that i found kb lake g to be slower than a gaming laptop in for cpu tests but it was just it was just killing it so, so you guys are looking at the chart with uh red green and blue bars right yeah. oh right right there it goes all the threads so to me, that's real interesting because when you think about the new 8th gen 6-core parts, you're like, oh, they added more cores. But if you look at this, like you're saying, even at the lower thread counts, I mean, the difference between the 7700HQ and this new 8750H is massive. So it's not just yeah. adding cores. No, it's not just adding cores. It's just because they are running higher clocks almost all mm-hmm. the time. Yep. And it is faster than 700HQ. And in the chart that you're seeing in front of you, uh, the red, uh, actually, the red, the first one on the left, is a KB Lake R part. It's an i7-8550U and an XPS 13. The, the previous gen, not the newer generation, so it's a little bit slower. The The new XPS 13 really cooks, but still, um, a lot of this, that's, that's actually the performance of what you're getting out of most uh, KB Lake R laptops. And then the green is the i7-7700HQ, 
And then after that, we get KB Lake R and the 8705G, and that's just all over the place. But the last chart on this, though, which is the other thing that kind of blows you away, is that Coffee Lake H part. So the last blue on there is uh, the Core i7 8705, 8750H, which is basically, it feels like in 90% of all the the newly announced gaming laptops, um, and it is a full six-core part with hyper-threading. And I, I, it's just like KB Lake G in that uh, it runs pretty much most of the time at very, very high clocks. So like at at one, two, three, four threads, you're looking at three, nine to four gigahertz in this MSI, this GS65. MSI does tune things up really, really high though, right? So they're they're not like sort of some more conservative laptop makers, but you're getting all the performance out of that Coffee Lake H part in that for the low thread count, destroys uh, 7700HQ. Uh, it is faster than uh, KB Lake G as well, although KB Lake G is a lot closer. And then once you get up to the higher uh, thread counts, once you get up to, um, you know, where you're you're running all six cores with hyper-threading, it, the clocks do da- drop down to 3.2, but since you're running all those cores, you're running multi-threaded apps, and two more cores is better than four. So it absolutely destroys everything. So coffee and that's a, that's just... a four pound laptop you said yeah that's that's wow. uh... well, four pounds ten ounces well no so yeah so the HP here the Spectre which is amazing is is four pounds ten ounces the MSI though four pounds yeah. flat I mean it's like 0.7 ounces right that's nothing that's like a stick of gum you've eaten it's today. insane just to think that where we would expect to previously see U parts we are now getting H parts oh yeah mm-hmm. right so we're getting H parts. <laughs> And and the fact that you're getting this this coffee lake, I mean these. Uh, well, that's in, nice. That's not that's not a convertible, but it actually not a convertible. Flat. But MSI redesigned the hinge. This this is nice. of course the sort of a sequel to the original really GS sixty three VR. But the the, the, the screen is a one eighty hinge, four pounds. And the, what's insane, I, I I is you're looking at a six core coffee lake H with the GTX ten sixty. Right, full 1060, not max Q. These are laptops that you could talk someone into buying for you to use at work. Oh hell yes, right. That's in fact that's <laughs> why just they're admiring like admiring the look of it. It looks great. Yeah, that's in fact MSI is like yeah, that's why we took all the gamer stuff, <laughs> all the gaming stuff, so you could actually trick your IT department into buying one for you. The, Still has RGB keys though. RGB keys. They got rid of the kind of worthless 10 keypad. But the if, uh, you know if. PC World IT is watching this. Hint, hint. <laughs> uh, but the build quality <laughs> is a little different, though. You, yeah, you I got to say, I mean, you know, you go like, wow, how do you get to four pounds with a six-core CPU and a... Uh, a little bit of plastic. T- it's aluminum. It is all aluminum. Is it? Um, Ooh, look but at that spring, though. You, they, I got to say, you could. they definitely th- are throwing out a chassis um, strength to make it lighter. I mean, well, you I mean, pick that baby up, it's, it's going to flex a little bit. <laughs> uh, and it does worry me a little bit. I don't see any of the other reviewers saying they are concerned, but I, to me, it is still scary. I, I got to say the performance is insane for the weight, but you just like, you, if you put in your bag too hard and you start throwing other bags on there, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh, so don't check your luggage. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you check your luggage, you're, you're asking for it to get stolen yeah, anyway. Regardless of what you have. <laughs> but, um, I mean, if you check your laptop, but I, I'm just saying just like it. There, there definitely is, you know, that's, there's a reason they took that out of there. It could be stronger. This comes with the option for a 144-hertz panel? No, no. So this, the MSI, the GS65 is a 144-hertz panel. It is not G-Sync. 
So that is an interesting thing. In huh. fact, I don't think I've seen any of the new generation of these sort of thin and lights with G-Sync. And, it, and I was surprised, even talking to NVIDIA, I was like, what's up with all these 144 panels without G-Sync? They're like, well, you know, this costs battery a lot life. of time. Battery life. It's all about battery life. Um, you don't know. If you, if you run G-Sync, the panel has to be hooked up. The last thing it has to come out of is the GPU. So if it's going to come out of the GPU, then the GPU's got to be hot. If the GPU's hot, even if it's not doing anything because you're using Word or watching a movie, you're still looking at a drag from having that GPU on, and it's going to and the, as well as the memory for the GPU. So it's a it's a it just it costs you in power. So everybody has decided to go with uh, Optimus, which is uh, using the inter- Intel integrated graphics out to the the graphics panel and not running G Sync. Which is a little weird, right? So your 1080p, 144 hertz, bless you. Eh, and I don't know. I don't know. I for thin and lights like this, I think that's the smart decision to run Optimus. I think it's a bummer. Maybe in gaming laptops, like the big, thicker, heavier ones, I can understand yeah. why something like this you would bring it to work. And G-Sync can cut battery life like in half. Yeah, so. it, it does. It definitely does really kill battery life. So. Um, and actually, yeah, I probably should find the battery off. I have it in a chart somewhere. But I mean, all this stuff is always a trade-off, though. You know, it's it is. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I mean, just a moment ago, I gave this a little bit of crap for being flexy, but this one's also four pounds, whereas the Spectre, which is more sturdy, is an, an extra ten ounces. Yeah, but you know. 4k with touch yeah but it's also a sturdier shot yeah i have no problems like i could pick this up all day and i'm not afraid to like do this i'm wiggling for people i'm wiggling this up it's not going to (laughs) suddenly fold up on me i would be i don't think the msi gs65 is going to fold up in fact it's like is this thing going to fold up on me they're like no no it's fine until it folds up right but i would not really want to do that i i just wouldn't especially you know but still it's like that is just four pounds yeah, the same as the one that came before it, right? 1060, and I know, but six core with the 1060. I know, right? I mean, that's just and not, not like that's wild. God, and the the <laughs> GS63 was a was a Skylake part, right? It wasn't even Kaby Lake, was it? I think it was, it was Skylake, but was that a U part or an H part? No, it was an H. It was okay. a full H. So, so. but I mean, it, <laughs> people can throw all the shade they want at eighth gen, but this thing will rock. Just rock a 6700 HQ part. It'll just just crush it in every single thing you can think of. Higher clocks, more cores. It'll just destroy it. So I, you know. How's battery life on these? Battery life is not bad. I think, uh, I got to look it up now, damn it. <laughs> I think it was like seven. You know, it wasn't great. It was like seven. I mean, it's good, honestly, for what you're getting. We do a video rundown test. Fire up a game. Yeah, it's going to be dead in an hour, right? So that's just the way the reality is. But it's about a seven hours. Are you going to make me look this up now? I was just curious <laughs> just to see how it, I mean, it rocks, uh, you know, this, but if it also kills battery life, then that's a consideration to be had as well. All right, let That's me why they're up. all running Optimus this gen. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, if, if you're going to do either serious gaming or content creation on a laptop like this, I mean, you're going to be plugged in anyway. Oh, that's know. not the part I'm actually worried about. It's just more of if, in general, it's a more power-hungry uh, design, mm-hmm. then even when you're just doing just Word, what, yeah, it'll True. just drain faster or um, maybe the battery capacity isn't as large because they had to make more room for cooling or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not actually True. sure. That's what I wanted to ask about. Also, uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to to see how physically hot it gets and how loud it yeah. gets as well. Because well, it does it get like it does get a little loud, but not horrible. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard 
too many gaming laptops outside of the huge ones that aren't a little whiny. Yeah. Uh, so for battery life, the GS63 VR with, uh, I think about a 80 watt hour battery is about five, five hours, five and a half hours. Not terrible. It's not bad. That's video run and test again. So uh, actually, if you're browsing, expect worse battery life because browsing is way harder than video playback these yeah. days. If you're going to be gaming, you better run to that AC outlet because it ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, for the uh, the Spectre, the X360 15, brand new with KB Lake G, we're looking at somewhere over nine hours, I think, right? That's so pretty good. Nine and a half hours. Uh, 73, uh, no, uh, 82 watt hours. So similar battery life. So you're looking at... On this, with a discrete setup with Coffee Lake H with 1060 at about five and a half versus nine-ish for KB Lake. Wow. And this is with a 4K panel. Wow. 4K is not easy on battery life. Man, that is no. great. Yeah. Especially if uh, for, I'm not sure if we have the chart, we don't have the chart up. Which, but which, which one? It's the uh, 4K video playback battery life chart. Yeah. So what I find most interesting is that mm-hmm. how That's relatively good. close the battery life on this Spectre is relative to the one before it that had a U part oh, and yeah. a much less power hungry GPU. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's. Of course, it has a bigger battery, though. You're looking at 82 watt hours versus 58 watt hours. That's so true. That's probably so. where it's all made up. Was that even a 4K? It was 4K, so... That's probably why it's just a smidge heavier than last year's. Yeah, I mean, definitely bigger battery. And one thing, though, I, I want to mention before we, we move on to the exciting big, big-ass case <laughs> stuff, is one of the concerns I had is with the dynamic power sharing. Because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm taking a, a four-core uh, CPU Core i7 part and I'm putting it right next to a Radeon Polaris, uh, Vega, whatever, <laughs> and... And so what I was like, well, so what happens if I if I, I put a heavy load on the GPU, is the Cinebench score going to drop? And it does. So we go from about 800 range to about three to 400. So it cuts in half by putting a load on the Radeon, right? It's like, wow. Yeah, but you wouldn't do that. Well, and I was running Firmark, which <laughs> is, you know, that's p- pretty extreme, you know, graphics load. So um and I was like, wow, that's that's a that seems pretty bad, right? But it's like, well, you know what? I got to see what this is going to be like on a traditional, discrete, you know, setup. So I, I took a previous generation XPS 15 to the same thing. I ran on a 7700 HQ and 1050, and I ran uh, a Cinebench, and I also ran for Mark. Same thing, though. We saw probably, I mean, a little, the CPU performance suffered a little less. The GPU didn't drop quite as many frames. But then I just let them both run and run and run. And what I actually found is eventually on the XPS 15, and I'm going to imagine you're going to run into this with a lot of similar class laptops, and it's not a gaming laptop, is eventually I ran into a power limit where it it basically, oh, there's not enough power to run this 1050 75-watt TDP uh, card and this 45-watt CPU, so we're going to limit, you know, they basically did a power limit on the CPU because it was just like, it's too much heat. Probably not enough power to. It was a 130-watt power brick. So, I mean, mm. it was a lot. It was a lot. So, basically, I actually saw the performance of the CPU really drop off, which I was I was surprised. The GPU actually didn't drop off quite as much. So, it was really, they were really limiting the, the uh, power output of the CPU. So, that actually very much impressed me with the KB Lake G part more because they're really, you know, Intel was saying, look, we're able to manage the thermals and power because we have control of it all. We do it all. It's all on our EMIB, right? And they really do manage power better than a traditional, you know, at least from what I saw in last generation of laptops of a traditional discrete, you know, graphics, you know, H part. So 
there really is a compelling message for KB Lake G, which, you know, again, it's just 1050, but I'm this is, this is going to bring back to the whole Kyle thing. This is the thing that I think is the reason why NVIDIA is scared about this. KB, KB Lake G, it's like whatever. Whiskey Lake G, whatever Lake G, you know, whatever River G, you know, <laughs> several, three or four generations down. The, I mean, you take a six-core Coffee Lake part and you put it with the whatever next custom graphics part they get from whomever. Damn, mm-hmm. I mean, and you're getting maybe 1070 class performance, you know, in something this thin with that kind of battery life. It's going to really make this traditional kind of, you know, four to five pound gaming laptop. You're going to really make it's going to make you really wonder if you want to buy one of those. Yeah, you get to, a, you know, an eight or 10 pound laptop. So it's going to be about discreet. But mm-hmm. and if you think about it for laptops. All the sales are 1050 and down. Not everybody's buying 1060, 1070, and no one's buying 1080. Yeah. That's that's people with a lot of money. It's a very small yeah. margin, but they're really going. It's a really aggressive attack on NVIDIA because AMD doesn't exist in gaming laptops for the most part. And I, you know, I can see why NVIDIA was really worried about this reportedly, right? Notebook Check said this. So mm-hmm. that that makes it real interesting because. Like it's because it's paired with Vega, it makes it real interesting that they're making their own GPUs again now. That just it's a really interesting time for Intel. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about this because you know, <laughs> from an AMD perspective, it's like at some point you're going to basically own all laptop gaming laptop sales at the you know the bulk, the vast majority of the volume sales. Mm-hmm. Do we really want to sell you our graphics parts forever, or you know, or <laughs> we just want to push? We're going to start pushing our own Ryzen combo part, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason for us to, to help you yeah it's okay we it's 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 fun watching you punch nvidia in the nose but we know you're gonna come around and punch us in the nose too so i can see like yeah maybe three years from now two years from now they actually have a mobile part that's decent i i don't know that's crazy right that's a fast turnaround but i wouldn't be surprised they gotta they just gotta get a bigger foothold in laptops before they can come out with something yeah. like that i think right yeah so to me, I still think like Whiskey Lake G is the thing like, oh, damn. Then you kind of mm-hmm. 10 nanometer part with whatever custom graphics part, whoever makes it. It would be impressive given that this is the first showing and it's already so good. But Yeah, yeah. right now today, it sounds like these parts already kick ass. Right. I mean, it's it's awesome for what it is. If you really want better battery life, portability, all these kind of stuff for, you know, all out muscle. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat Coffee Lake H in a, in a, in a GeForce part. But I don't know, a couple of years from now, who knows? What would you guys pick, Angels? In terms of which laptop, MSI I would take? or Spectre, KB Lake G or Coffee Lake H, MSI Force. Oh man, that's hard. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, it really honestly, is. if the MSI was a convertible, I'd take it in a heartbeat. I really, re- I've really come to like the convertible form factor. Yeah. But well, if I wanted well, to fly it under uh, my boss's nose, so to speak, not that. John needs to have that done to him, but <laughs> I would pick the uh, Spectre because you get such high performance and it is actually very good for productivity. I've actually used the uh, previous generation with the 4K screen before to do work with like spreadsheets and stuff. It's very handy. Yeah, I mean, it's very nice. Look at this. Turn it into a tablet. So you're voting MSI. I, I need the most power here. You need the most power. Lane is saying she wants that, that, that productivity in the Spectre in the KB Lake G part. Brad, would you vote for it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, isn't it? It's just like, oh. It depends. In theory, I like 144 hertz screen more than a 4K screen. I think 4K on laptops don't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, 
but that battery life in that KB Lake G laptop, I think, would make me go that direction. I'm all about battery life because I use these at conventions and stuff, man. You leave, you're gone all day. Yeah. Oh, and I do want to mention uh, price <laughs> to make this even easier. Uh, MSI <laughs> GS65 G, uh, GS65 with 16 gigs, 512 gig SSD, 1800. <clears throat> HP. Uh, 16 gigs of RAM, 512 gig SSD, 1800. Well, 1700. 17 something, but let's just face it, 18, right? So they're pretty pretty much on par. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like I don't if know. I, if, if I didn't already have a gaming desktop, I'd probably go for the MSI, though, if I was interested in gaming. Right. So you just kind of like for your occasional gaming, you would actually go for KB Lake G. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Gordon? I don't know. I, I really am torn. I'm kind of like Brad in a way because I. I, the performance of this ten, of 1060s are awesome GPUs. Exactly. The Coffee Lake H is just smoking fast, but I do have a, I, I'm always going to have a desktop. I'm not one of those I'm only going to have a laptop kind of person. Yep. And I don't necessarily need all that performance. And the performance of this KB Lake G part in the Spectre is just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I kind of like you. I. The productivity uh, aspect, yeah. the battery life aspect. I got to say KB Lake G, which really, really kills me because that, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this GS65 is just awesome, but it's like, ugh. It's to, ha- to have the pen support, to have touch is really nice. and It really is. And it's interesting. It kind of broke down sort of three kind of word people. And then Adam <laughs> is the uh, video number or picture well, person yeah so he goes for the power i mean it's like what, yeah. when i need a laptop personally i'm at a, a place where i need to like edit you know and yeah I, I need the most power when i'm when i'm using the laptop yeah so hmm. that makes sense that's the same reason i picked the long life of the kb lake g because for what i use it for long life makes more sense than having more powerful parts yeah okay interesting so this win is for kb lake g this time Coffee Lake H, though, very, very good. Um, They're both winners. They're both winners. Uh, actually, we're, <laughs> we're all winners. All around. Now, now is a good time to buy a laptop, it's an right? awesome time Yeah, seriously. <laughs> competition is good. Unless you are an Apple user. <laughs> oh, actually, we, we, we have had some people in the chat say, you know, that, that none of these hold a flame to, uh, to Apple MacBooks. So. Oh, my God. Man, this KB Lake G Park with just this thing will lump up a MacBook Pro 15 all day long. I think about this now. The screen quality may be a little bit better on the on the MacBook Pro 15, but oh, you're looking at wait, are they? Do they even have 4K screens? I don't even know screens? if they. No, but no, they have, they have it's, a, they it's, have really good nice screen, nice panel, 400 nits. If you've 500 nits, usually 1440, I think. If yeah. you've ever touched one of the recent MacBook keyboards, you know that oh, saying oh, they're superior God. to these yeah. automatically oh, invalidates your Those are poo. Brad, you can't hear it because you're not in this office, but uh, Leif oh is using God. one. Oh, my God, that thing. <laughs> yeah. It's worse than a mechanical keyboard. Oh, my God. I don't... It's so loud. Do we want to talk about that keyboard thing? Because, <laughs> so the new XPS 15 2-in-1 has their maglev keyboard, mm-hmm. which is less travel, but clicky. The whole idea is sort of like, yeah, we're not going to be as bad as Butterfly, but we're going to be thinner. We want to make it thinner. It is a thinner laptop. Well, and the way the way that it folds, that's the one that folds in? Or no, that's not no. the Dell. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, the Dell, it, it does. I think yeah. It, yeah. It is, it's, it's very thin, but it's, it's, the travel is less. And it's like, oh, I'm not really a huge fan. I, really, I haven't used it that much yet, but I brought it to Lave. Because it's like, well, you use the MacBook Pro keyboard. Are you gonna? What do you like more? And he's like, oh, I, I kind of like this. It's like, what? 
And he's like, no. I, and I said, do you really like the butterfly keyboard? And I was like, and I was like, be honest, because they can't touch you here. They're not watching. You can say this. There's no Apple intelligence agencies like, what's he going to say? Is that Mac? But they listen. He legitimately like watching. in his heart, in his heart, he liked it. So he's not uh, saying this because it's like. I think he's brainwashed. Oh, no, he really did like it. And I, I realized <laughs> there's a diversity of opinion. And he, I was like, well, what about, do you have a mechanical keyboard at home? Because he's a PC gamer at home. Oh, my God. He said, no, no, I hate mechanical keyboards. It's like, <laughs> what? I was there for this conversation. This. So he really did. It's like, no, it really just make you think like, I mean, we sort of, we look at people that like no travel keyboards, like the butterfly. <laughs> And I, I took the original <laughs> Surface keyboard that's a membrane keyboard oh, with, no. with no travel, oh, I think it was right? Garbage. Oh, no. He's like, oh, I kind of like this. I wanted to buy one of these before. It's like, what? I don't know if he's just trolling me or really just like his fingers must have like. I do think it's an elaborate troll, you know? I don't think so. Using that original Surface keyboard, man, felt like you're in the Kung Fu movie, punching gravel to train your fingers. <laughs> yeah, and that he liked it. He really the wants touch zero keyboard. trouble. The touch keyboard, not the type keyboard. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he wants no travel. So there are legitimately people that like so no travel. So does he like on-screen keyboards? We should try he this. He might as well. Later. He's a Mac user. Well, he right? does have I that 12-inch uh, iPad Pro. Mac, that he Mac used users to do can't that. have on-screen keyboards. Oh, you're right. They well, they, they've got the iPad. <laughs> but so there, we have to respect those people who like no travel keyboards. Oh, they my exist. Gosh. Yeah. They're not just make. They're, they well, really are people. Apparently, Gordon. We also have to respect our time. Oh my god, we are very quickly running out of. We time. We are running out of time. And we, also, somebody noted in the chat that uh, that Elena set up the RGB behind her to to SOS like help me. Uh, <laughs> so they're, they're they're really trying to watch for some signals. So, um, oh, and I noticed she's retuned the colors too. Yeah, well, to to say help me, uh, <laughs> help me get out of here. So just, we, we need we need to hurry. And all get right, through we're the gonna next topic. The last last topic. Which oh my god, now we could talk about the next topic for twenty minutes. Well, we can't. <laughs> or we can't. We gotta get out of here. Sorry, Cor- Corsair one thousand D. We should get one of those in, right? I yeah, want to, but you know what? I I checked, and our freight elevator is not big enough. It's so gigantic. <laughs> I think it would actually need two of us to lift that onto a bench. Really? Is it actually bigger than a case lab? It's 65 pounds, 27.3 inches deep, 27 inches tall, and 12 inches wide. It's massive. Hmm. You could hide your children in there. Like, if you don't want to watch your baby, just stick it in the case. Hide your kids. Hide your It'd be fine. Wow. What is it like a dual? And I unfortunately did not even pay attention to it because I've been so busy. It is with laptops. it is a dual system case, so mm-hmm. there's room for you know a full size build. So I think it supports up to EATX, and yep. then the other one is Mini ITX. So uh, you can have like your little Wii system for your basic productivity stuff, and then you can have your like massive system for video editing or you know full blown gaming or. You know, your streaming system versus your gaming system. Or a tower yep. that can sleep your cat. Yeah. <laughs> and there's room for two power supplies. Yeah. There's five 3.5-inch hard drives, six SSDs, 18 fans, including a double row of fans in the front, which mm-hmm. just looks pretty badass, actually. And up to four 480-millimeter liquid cooling rads. 
Mm. Sings yeah. a beast. It is a beast. So okay. it's actually being sold, too. It's not just sort of like an elaborate kind of no, it's not. joke. And then um, <laughs> I think it's $500 for the case, which is yep. pretty expensive. But I don't think... I think it's like almost half the price of what that Fantex case that came out that was dual system as well. Isn't that one yeah, like that was 900? Bucks. <laughs> yeah. But that thing was this is a lot of tempered glass. Mm. The Fantex one was aluminum the entire way. So Oh really? Yeah, this one's yeah. really pretty. So it has like French doors to hide like all your cables <laughs> on the backside. I, I that's the part that got me most excited about <laughs> this case. Because I know I'm weird. Like cool, badass. It has a double row of fans in the front. Awesome. You can fit two systems in it. What's this? French doors in the back to hide the cables? <laughs> Sold. This should make its way into the mainstream parts yeah, as well. Yeah, because it's tempered glass on both sides, so this makes it a really clean... Uh, I think it's tempered glass on both sides, so it makes it really clean uh, to the build overall. Why? I'm looking for the picture of the French doors. No one's got that. Yeah. It's, we do an hour right up. Oh, yeah, Gordon. <laughs> no. I have oh, by the way, you can you can read all about it. Yeah, PC PC World World World. I don't know this. <laughs> the thing is with this Aiden case, wrote it up. the thing is with this case though is one, you'd have to actually find a space large enough to house it comfortably, and two, it's actually not cheaper than building two separate systems. <laughs> <laughs> what? <That's> true. <laughs> Like, this is a case where somebody who just genuinely wants something, like, different, and that's very much, like, a thing you would talk about when someone, like, would walk into your room and say, what the heck is that thing? It's a centerpiece. I could see it being useful, like, if you're doing a professional streaming setup to have it all in one place. I could see that. But, yeah, I think it's a, flo- a, a, a showpiece. I think it is a showpiece, too, because <laughs> even... Because I was thinking about that, because I was talking myself through it like how would i justify this purchase <laughs> and i was like oh well i could say that i'm using it for streaming and then i started doing the math and mm-hmm. i said oh well if i was going to do two system different systems i could get a really nice case for like 150 each <laughs> <laughs> and i'd still save 200 yeah. oh those lights look pretty the glasses just... yeah it's really it's a really pretty system oh uh, there it goes and the, the french doors i see the, the, this no, actually, Hayden Dingman wrote this up for us. Hayden is our games reporter, and he does some peripheral stuff for us, but he emailed, he Slack messaged me and just said, Brett, this this case looks amazing, and I want to write about this. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't even cover this stuff, and he's like, Brad, I want to write about this, because yeah. that, that's right up my alley. Well, yeah. A noisy kid uh, over on Twitch, uh, who's a subscriber, thank you, uh, says, uh, um, wait. What did he say? He said, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, nice day. It has a sliding uh, rad trace, too. That yes, loves. that was another really cool thing about it. Wait, so it what? makes it So all those rads in the front, or like the fans in the front, you can slide that thing out, mount all your fans, and then oh, slide it back nice. in. Yeah, it's, it, there's all these like, little touches to it that are really nice. I've watched, I think, two, maybe three videos on this case alone already. <laughs> wow, taking it to the next level, huh? It's a yeah, Paul really over nice at Paul's case. Hardware on YouTube has a good video building out in this uh i've used high-end cases that have those slide out fan trays but only in the top i've never seen them in the front before and they make building so much easier yeah (laughs) i think it's the front i think also the top as well wow i think holy smokes yeah they get the french doors what don't you get that's better you don't get wheels on it like that uh (laughs) like that who offers that one with the wheels that melissa saw at ces Uh, Uh, i think it was at acer God, yes. Acer has a machine, a yes. gaming machine made so you can roll it around. Like yeah. luggage. Yeah, with the wheels on the back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, wheels, casters have been used on cases for 
in a long time, but that one was like more like <laughs> luggage almost. Yeah, yeah. Which I could see like a little pop up rolling thing, and like it would be cool to have it. You, you have the handle that pops up, and then you put your monitor on it, and you just yeah. wheel it out. Also, That's, on the front, it did have a little sliding thing that you could put your uh, your headphones on. Yeah, oh, that uh, is nice. The little like hook. Yeah. Anyway. Oh wow, this is a beautiful case. It's, it's yeah, really this being nice. Corsair, it has RGB lights around the power and the USB slots and everything in the front. So, uh, Samsonite Dove on YouTube is wondering, does it fit under a desk at all? <laughs> <laughs> it depends how big your desk yeah. is. Seven inches tall. Uh, a standing, standing desk. desk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't think Wait, how would. tall is it again? For like three feet? Twenty-seven, I think. Oh, well, that actually might bad. clear. That might clear. Maybe. If you're not short like me. But, you know, I would you build a case like this with all this tempered glass and, put it and RGB lights and then put it under your desk? You put it yeah. in front. I think I would put uh, it on my desk. I mean. Just because of logistics, I have, like, my personal system with the fancy case, RGB glass on the side. It's underneath my feet right now because <laughs> I can't fit it anywhere on my desk. Right. But if you were <laughs> to build something like this, I think you would want to make room for it <laughs> so that everyone could see it. Wow. That's just. That's just one thing that's cool about this one too is it has a pair of USB C ports in the front, which are still yeah. surprisingly rare in cases. Nice. Oh, huh. That'll go great with, you know, the three hundred and fifty dollar motherboard that actually has, you know, <laughs> connectors for it. Oh, I do like how the the and the actual the USB oh, is that RGB? ports light up. They're RGB. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. It's Corsair, man. <laughs> yeah, they did really push this trend hard. Nice. Holy smokes. Huh. And, and that's just yeah, five. That thing's, that thing's sweet. I like, I really like the dual rows of fans in the front. Makes it look kind of like a big badass tank. It kind of reminds but me. I really, I really hope those French doors make it into cheaper systems at some point. Yeah. Just anything with a tempered glass side would be nice. So that way you don't stress endlessly about how to make your cables look good. <laughs> you mean on the. So, like, Brad is built in the Corsair, was it 570X? Yeah. I forget the name of it. That's it with all the... Oh, that's yeah, and there, so that yeah. one has uh, glass sides on both sides. Oh, So yeah. when you do all your cable management on the one side, that, you know, on the back of the motherboard tray, that side, it's kind of a pain. Yeah, it's it's not impossible, I, I think, without spending extra money on short, short-run cables or something, and... I'd rather just, I would pay the extra option to have like no windows, you know, like <laughs> you pay extra for no windows. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want don't, like Gordon, don't give them ideas. <laughs> no, you won't well, because they're not going to give it to you. It's going to be glass of standard, but you know, it really, it's you really, wire management is like, oh, you've done it. It's a pain in the butt. You know, like, think I, I won't think about it. tell you again. how long it took me for the RGB build. Um, uh, to, to wrap this up, though, because we're quickly oh, running oh, out oh. of time. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. And on, uh, on Twitch uh, is also, yeah, he's a subscriber. Thank you. Uh, he says, is optical media dead? Uh, he's not sure he would spend $500 on a case without that option. Ooh, yeah, it is. That's a good, Un- unfortunately, it depends on it your use case. For me, it's dead. I, I know for Gordon it's not. I have two of them in his system. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit that my current system still has it, but I would be willing to make the sacrifice of buying an external DVD drive mm-hmm. or putting a yeah. Blu-ray drive in a, a shell or something. Do they make RGB it. ones, though? I'm they sure, should. I'm they sure should. I can figure that out. Yeah. They should make it clear with RGB. So it's like <laughs> yeah. You know what I would want? Oh, is that would be awesome. The optical drive should be a, have a clear, transparent cover. So you can see the media spin, you know, but they don't. It is dead, though, for, unfortunately. 
for high-end cases like this, you'll find a lot of them are actually ditching those 5.25 bays, especially Corsair. They're the one who started it, and they started calling it right something straight airflow from the front to the back or something. Yeah, but it, it's dead. And I, I got to say, if you do use an optical drive, pay for an external drive, a full, full, full 5.25 enclosure. Don't settle for those laptop drives because they just all universally suck. Mm. They're slow. Mm. They rip at horrible speeds. If you're still in doing that, they're just like, no, just just get a regular drive, buy a ten dollar enclosure on you know Amazon or eBay and drop it in there. And the performance will just smoke any of those little compact yeah. drives. They suck. There's a reason they're twelve dollars. So. <laughs> uh, and also Elvis on uh, YouTube says it doesn't compare to Gordon's pink box that he built. So yeah, he prefers that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still got to put the Hello Kitty sticker on there. Yeah. Uh, we need to wrap it up. Oh, we we, we got to go. We got to go. Back to work, everybody. Back to the yeah. salt mines of Kessel or yes. whatever spice mines. What? Salt spice. <laughs> Pepper. Some kind of mines. All right. Check back in next week. Check back next week, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. For your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes and also leave a review. Every time you do, the Corsair case gets bigger. Eventually, (laughs) it will consume the entire universe. Also, you can listen to us on Google Play, Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Elena Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam will hit the off switch. Go build PC with lights. 